Like I think of secrets as like these energetic rocks that you carry in your heart. And the more that you hold on to them, the heavier life gets. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. to see your live podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is Amelia. Now, Amelia, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? (laughs) Um, I love the drum roll. Um, Actually, (laughs) I'm really proud to say today that my secret is I have no secrets. I know. No. (laughs) It wasn't always that way, though. So, I mean, it's, it's a big reason why I love what you're doing with this podcast, because I definitely was a woman of many, many secrets for a long, long time. Well, first of all, I have to give you a gold star for putting all your crap out there. You know, (laughs) gold star. But my question for you is, when did you decide to let go of all that baggage and secrets? Um, I would have to say, I, I, you know, letting go. Like I said, I had many secrets for years. Can you tell us some of your old secrets? Yeah. Um, one of them was that I was abused a lot when I was a little girl Mm -hmm. and, and I, I didn't share that. And it's, it's not because I didn't want to necessarily. It's just because our culture had me believe that I was okay. Like it didn't matter. And that, Oh, well it happened a long time ago. So I don't need to look at that and I don't need to talk about it. Clearly that was wrong. (laughs) Clearly that stays in your body. And when you're experience any kind of abuse, if you don't go through it and figure it out, it stays with you. I mean, mine did for sure. Yeah. And and I had no idea that that was the case um, at all. And other ones that are kind of like lighter and fun and squirmy is like, you know, when I start to have feelings for a friend and like romantic feelings for a friend and I just put that all out there too now. Like I, I make it a point really to not hold on to any secrets. And the reason why I decided to do that and I started letting them go for the last 10 years now, I mean, it takes a while sometimes to start letting them all go is because I really learned that holding on to secrets, like it, it holds our power and it, it has me walk through life heavier and mm. unable to like really enjoy 
connections with people or even like my success, because there's always that like thing weighing you down. Like I think of secrets as like these energetic rocks that you carry in your heart. And the more that you hold on to them, the heavier life gets. And so once I started letting them go and feeling the difference that life could be being lighter and having more joy and connection and intimacy. That's when I was like, you know what? No more secrets. Like I'm putting it all out there. Um, and I'm, I'm freeing myself. It's really about freeing myself and also in freeing other people too. Like what, what do you mean? Well, cause it's like when I share something that's personal to me and another person can relate to it. It, Maybe they share it too and it frees them or even just hearing that they're not alone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's why I wanted to do this podcast. You know, I let go of this Mm -hmm. really big secret, you know, and I thought the world was going to end and nothing happened. (laughs) Like, it was like, I was like, wait, nobody's like really cares. Like not that they didn't care, but nobody was like, oh, shame on you. You're a horrible person. And it just made me realize how freeing that felt. And it connected me to other people so much more. And that's why I want to do that. This, yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But I want to ask, like, do you remember one of the first big secrets you let go of where you felt that weight kind of lift? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, um, I want to say it was like 10 years ago and I was with some close friends and I don't remember what prompted me to share this, but I had actually, I was in a very abusive relationship in college, Mm -hmm. um, from like ages 19 to 21. Was it it abusive emotionally or physically? all like I mean it started off verbally and then like mentally like he would get in my head and then it eventually got really physical (sighs) and when it got physical that's when I really really felt trapped and I didn't tell anybody like I was going to school like taking my test hanging out with friends like acting like nothing was wrong how did you keep that a secret like I don't even I don't even know I was just so ashamed that like people would know that I was so stupid enough to like get into that situation. And I was also just so afraid of him Mm. that like my life was consumed by my fear of him and by trying to like not make him mad and trying to just make sure that he like stays happy. And then when he was mad, it would be a big blow up. So my life was also just consumed by that as well, that I couldn't really, I didn't have time to really tell anybody else, but then I didn't want like my friends or my family or people to like, look at me a certain way or like be disappointed in me or think like, oh, like you're supposed to be smart and you're supposed to know what you're doing. And how did you end up in this relationship? And he also was like, um, he would convince me to like, not tell people like, Oh, are you really going to let people know like that? I'm a horrible person. Like, you know, that I'm not bad. Like, you know, that I love you. Like, mm. and that's how so it, manipulative know, it's like very, a mind game. And, you know, I love you. I didn't mean, but I do have a question about that. And I'm curious, do you think the mental 
an emotional abuse was worse than the physical or I know all of it is bad. I just want to know which was harder for you to move past. Um, definitely the, the mental and the emotional. Cause that like gets deep in the soul and deep mm-hmm. in like all the cracks of my insecurities. And also I think that's what broke me down to even get to the point where it got physical. And one thing that I, I say to people about this, cause people don't understand like, Oh, well, if he hits you, then you can just leave. Like, it's not that simple. Like abusive relationships go on for as long as they do, because it's like a little by little conditioning that happens yeah. that then just becomes a habit. And then it's like, this is just how the relationship is. And it's like all this pile of shame built on top and secrets and lies and like trying to hide. And then it becomes this really big convoluted web that's that feels really hard to get out of. Yeah. And um, you're like isolated and alone because you're not yeah. sharing that with anyone. I, I also had a really good friend a long time ago. She was her husband almost killed her and went to jail. And as soon as he got out, she went and like went back to him and no one could understand. But when I talked to her, she said the exact same thing. It was like this complex situation that all this shame and isolation and all that. Yeah. It really becomes a really strong attachment that it doesn't make logical sense, but it there's like a conditioning around it. That's like, this is what I know. Mm. So this is what I'm going to go back to. Um, and I, Oh gosh, I have such like empathy for, for that to go back to that person. But thankfully for me, like I definitely broken away from him for good, but actually I did go back again. You did? Um, briefly, like for a, a couple of nights fling. Did anybody know about that? Or is that a actually, secret? Actually, no, that's a secret. <laughs> we got you. you got I mean, me. yeah, <laughs> not like that's a great, I'm no, not I like, know, oh, that. no, but I'm saying like, we all have these little things. We just don't we tell just, people. And you think yeah. you're like light and free and done with secrets, but really we still hold secrets sometimes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, you know, and I, you know, I said, I have no secrets knowing that I probably do, but yeah, so we can always uncover something, but yeah, I just, I just actually, as I was saying it to you, I was like, Oh my gosh, I actually never told anyone about that. Wow. So that's technically a secret. Um, well now I told you, so now it's out there. <laughs> now, now, now you're free of it, but you were talking about the moment, that moment where you let that big one go. I think it was about this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, the other big part of that secret was that when I was in such a desperate moment to get away from him, when he was really like berating me and like emailing me and texting me and calling me and I was trying to get away, like I really was. And he was saying things like, you're worthless and you should just kill yourself and Ugh. you're so selfish and all these like terrible bad names that start with B's and C's and F's and all of that. Um, and I was so desperate. I didn't know what to do. I just went to the store and I bought all this Advil and pills and NyQuil and I drank a bunch of it. And I, I just wanted to get away. I didn't want to take my life. It's, it was an interesting thing to like explain to the doctor or, cause as soon as I did that, I immediately went to a friend and I was like, I need you to take me to the hospital. This is what I just did. Right. Um, and so that was the 
other big part of the secret that I let go in that moment. And I think that's probably what sparked me to say that because I think it was a group of close friends and we were just like naturally revealing stuff to each other. And someone mentioned something about thoughts of suicide and things like that. And I mentioned, you know, you know, I attempted it once. And so that then I told them the whole story and, and why, but it's an interest. It, it was really like a cry for help for me. Cause I did not want to take my life. I just wanted to do something to be like, leave me alone kind of or, thing. Or it's like a scream for help. I mean, yeah. I remember like my first year when I was getting sober in my program, Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be on this earth. I didn't yeah. want to commit suicide, but I definitely wanted to crawl out of my skin, not be mm-hmm. on this earth because the pain and everything I was experiencing was too much. And it sounds like similar thing. Yeah. That you were in this painful situation with this person that was abusing you and you could not get out of it. And you just didn't want to be here anymore for that. Yeah. No, I I love that. Thank you for describing it that way. Cause you know, it's, it just sounded weird to me to be like, okay, so you went to the store, you bought all this stuff, but you didn't want to commit suicide. And it was like, no, I just didn't want to feel the pain anymore. Mm -hmm. I just wanted, I just wanted him to stop and he wouldn't stop. Like if I was crying, if I was screaming, if I was like, like hitting at him, throwing things like stop, stop, he would not stop. And so, yeah, I just, I just didn't want to feel that anymore. Yeah. It was hard. Dark times. Dark times. And listen, I'm sure the listeners, we all have them. We've all been through our own journeys, but I think that's beautiful that you, you know, cried for help and then you shared it. And like that moment of letting go, did it, Mm -hmm. was it like euphoric or was there like a crash afterwards? Um, I mean, I, I definitely think one of my favorite terms is vulnerability hangover where it's like, yeah, (laughs) after you share something really deep and real and like the next day you're like, Oh my gosh, did that just happen? I believe I probably had a little bit of that the next day, but in the moment to be with those close friends and to be received with love and, and they didn't try to fix anything or change anything or even say anything. It was just to be heard and witnessed and loved. I mean, that it, yeah, it felt as euphoric as like, as if there was a big boulder on my chest and like someone finally lifted it off. Like I felt like I could float for a second because it was like, oh my gosh, I let that go. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Uh, um, yeah, even just describing it, I feel it again. And I'm just like, that's so good. 
It feels so it good. It is. It's the best feeling. And when I was even asking people to be on this, they're like, I'm not comfortable sharing it. And I'm saying this mm. to you. I'm not saying who these people were, but I yeah. was like, you will feel so much better. Like no one will know it's you. I promise it will be so mm. much lighter. And they're like, I'm not ready. And I was like, okay, <laughs> to each his own, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think when we're, when we're carrying so much, like I said, I, I used to have a lot of secrets and I was just so used to it. But I think when that first big boulder got removed, it was like, oh, I can do this. And I think too, the thing to remember is like, you don't want to like tell the world everything. Like, I think it's also knowing who is safe and who, who will be there to witness your secret. Um, or like, even on a podcast like this, where you can be anonymous. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, that's also very healing where it's like hundreds of people can hear it. And they don't even have to know it's you, but even just saying it out loud is so freeing. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you said you've gone through this process and you've let let go of all these secrets and it's been years. Like my journey has been like 11 years. And Mm -hmm. so each time you did it, what came about? Like, is there like something specific? Like each time you let go, you felt like a little different or yeah each time I let go even if it was like little ones or big ones it I would feel a little bit freer Mm. a little bit lighter a little bit um like more like more possibility a little bit more loved you know especially if I was letting it go to someone another human being and then having them just witness it and hear it it just is like I like, there's just that moment where I'm like, I can really let that go now. Like, I really don't have to carry that and have that in the back of my mind. Cause you know, the energy that it takes to hide these things, like we don't think it takes a lot of energy until we do let it go. And we're like, Whoa, that was taking up a lot of energy. It takes so Um, much energy. And it also keeps you so disconnected from other people. That's what I felt. Like I felt every time I had a secret, even if it was like a teeny thing you would never thought would keep you separate from someone, but it does. It's kind of like, um, you know, where you have the pebble in your shoe and no one else can see it. And you could easily pretend to walk and be like, ah, whatever. I'll, I don't feel like taking my shoe off right now. So I'll just keep walking. But little by little, it'll start to like get at your foot and eventually like probably cut it up or just be really uncomfortable. And it's not impossible to walk with that. And no one else will know unless you're like, there's a pebble in my shoe. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, but it's really annoying. And, and the more you walk with it, the worse it'll feel over time until you're finally like, Oh my gosh, I lost the toe. I I guess I should have removed that pebble a long time. Or you get like a callus and then it starts like building up that hard skin. And that's like, you're, you know, building up that hard shell on your outside. People are like, please don't talk about feet right now, but that's what I keep (laughs) thinking. of. Like every little secret, every little lie just builds a shell around yourself. Yes. And and yeah, you might be quote unquote protected. However, it's also keeping you from like the love and the joy and connection you can feel. And even with the closest people in your life. Yeah. And it's that 
that actually adds to the pain. So now you're carrying this weight of all these rocks for like mixing metaphors here, but you're carrying this weight of all these rocks, but now you're wearing all these layers and you're just underneath all these layers and you can't actually feel people anymore to the extent that you're, and, but then you get used to it. And then you wonder, why am I so unhappy? Like there could be a why moment. Why am I where so like, alone? Why do I feel yeah. so unloved? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, years and years of conditioning yourself to build those layers and carry those rocks and that weight. That's why it's like, oh, just let it go. But yeah. here's my question for you, because I know you're starting to work with this like self-love and, and helping people find their authentic, true selves. But my question for you, and I always, and I already kind of know the answer when I answer it myself, but from your perspective, (laughs) when people are struggling, why do they have so much trouble asking for help when they have these secrets that they know they need help with? Why can't people ask for help? Well, I think one of the big things is we're conditioned not to, I mean, from the time, at least here in the United States, because this is where I went to school from the time you're in first grade, you're conditioned not to cheat quote unquote, which means you're conditioned not to ask other people for help. Like from the time Mm -hmm. we're six years old, we're taught, Oh, if you ask someone else for help, that means you weren't good enough to do it on your own. And I think our schooling system, a lot of our schooling systems condition us that way. And our culture too, it's like, there's this sense of pride and like completing something on your own and doing it all yourself. And this belief that asking for help is a sign of weakness. Um, And also just the vulnerability of sharing your true authentic emotions. Like it's interesting how, when we talk about if I'm crying, that means I'm falling apart or crying is weakness. So there's all these associations that we have with things that are actually really natural but then we attach like a negative meaning to it. And actually one of my friends, we were talking about something random today because um, on the time that we're recording this, it's raining here in New York City, which is where mm-hmm. I am right now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how, oh, it's so ugly outside. And then we were like, isn't that interesting how rain and thunderstorms are so natural, yet we call it ugly. Oh, I don't. I love when it rains. Right. I love thunderstorms, right. but that is interesting because people are like, oh, it's gross outside. And I'm like, the earth is cleaning itself. I think it's right. beautiful. Right. And I think thunderstorms are, gore- I mean, yeah, with the, with the darkness and then the lightning and, and the sound, it's beautiful. But mm-hmm. it's interesting, like when we notice that something as simple as the weather, that we attach a negative meaning to something that's natural. So crying, feeling sad, feeling angry, feeling jealous, feeling greedy, like all of those things are natural things. And then it's like, oh, if you're crying, you're falling apart, you're weak. If you're sad, then that's showing your weakness. And that means that they win. Like there's just this win, lose, good, bad, kind good, of bad. Instead of have. it just being neutral, just is what it is. You're sad exactly. today. You're feeling your feelings today. And the beautiful yeah. thing, and I'm trying to teach my son too, that we're talking about mm-hmm. like feeling your emotions and crying mm-hmm. that I allow him to cry. I'm like, I know mm-hmm. you're upset. It's okay. Like, because I don't want those feelings to get trapped in him like it happened to me like it's happened to other especially young boys yeah yeah absolutely especially yeah no that's so beautiful I, I I love that but here's the next question I only have a couple more but yeah what do you think the benefit is that people keep secrets and what do you think 
the harm it causes them from your perspective? Um, I mean, like they, when the benefit of keeping secrets is you avoid the negative reaction or the, the backlash that you will get, you know, and that's kind of why a little bit earlier I mentioned about, there is such a thing as like revealing too much and also Mm -hmm. revealing to the wrong people. Um, and so I think we keep them because we don't know how the other person's going to react. And I'm reminded of a wonderful Brene Brown quote about vulnerability, where it's like vulnerability is about showing up authentically exactly as you are, I'm paraphrasing, um, even though we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so the benefit though, like for example, like me not telling a friend that I've fallen in love with him, the benefit is that I don't have to face potential rejection Mm -hmm. if he doesn't feel the same way, right? Right. Um, But the harm it does is that's another rock that I'm holding on to. And also he doesn't know that someone loves him, you know, in that way. Um, So I think any secret you could probably find like a benefit and and, um, a harm, right? And so like with my big secret, the benefit I guess I got was... I didn't, I didn't know what would happen if everybody knew that I was in this abusive relationship. Like what were there going to be cops coming to my house and people asking me all kinds of questions and being like, why did you get together with him? Why didn't you tell us sooner? I think we just like make up this. We we think of the worst case scenario of what could happen when we, when we reveal the secret. And so we want to avoid that worst case scenario. And that's why we don't reveal. Mm. And so we think that's a benefit. <laughs> but really it's the harm. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. And then the harm, there's harm to yourself because you're holding on to it, that pebble that's going to eventually like cut you up or create calluses and stuff. And also, I mean, there's so many ways that it could harm other people yeah. um, in your life as well. And my last question for you is if someone else was going through the situation that you went through or what would be the advice, like letting go of your secrets for people? Yeah. You know, I really love this question. And the first tiniest step you can do is admitting the secret to yourself. Like even if you say it out loud to yourself, or maybe it's even too hard to say it out loud. Although that's what I would recommend because hearing your own voice and feeling it released from your body physically will also release it. Like you don't necessarily have to tell someone else, Um, but even if you just like write it down at first, you know, like for me, when I'm feeling sad, sometimes like it's really, really melancholic. I have like a tendency towards melancholy. (laughs) And sometimes I just have to say out loud, like to myself in my room, like I'm sad like I'm really sad or I'm heartbroken and even just saying it out loud to myself release relieves a lot of that weight. And so I would say, you know, don't feel pressured to like tell the world or hop on a podcast or scream from the mouth. Come on. (laughs) But also, but also definitely come onto the podcast. (laughs) Um, But you know, I'll say like a, like a tiny step, right. Would be to first admit it to yourself And then I I think from there, a natural next step would be, you know, what's a, who's a trusted friend or, or trusted advisor or mentor that you can reveal it to. Cause I will say too, revealing it to another human being is so freeing, so more than admitting it to yourself. And you can say to them, 
I just need you to listen and love me. I don't need a solution. I don't need a fix or whatever. Right. But like, just please, will you sit? I'm about to reveal something that's really big and just have them witness and love you through it. And that is, yeah. But first step to yourself, if it's, if it feels like too much and then get on Brienne's show. Yes. Then come on and reveal it to me. Cause I have no judgment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, if people wanted to find you, find out what you're doing now to build the self-love to letting go of past trauma, where would they find you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so my website is selflovestory.com. So just all one word, selflovestory.com. And when you go there, you'll there's a ton of free resources. I actually just revamped my website where you can um, look at three different categories, dating and relationships, career and business, or money and abundance. And when you click whichever category you want, there's like free videos, podcasts, blogs, all kinds of just free resources there for you to devour. Um, and I'm really happy because this it's a recent new revamp of my website. <laughs> and so, you know, I know sometimes it takes a lot to reach out to someone like you're, there's always a possibility to reach out to me through my website, but I know that that's a big step sometimes. So I like to just give the resources that you can read and, and listen to. And, um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot there for you. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your past secret and also revealing a new secret that you didn't know. even know you were carrying around. I didn't even know. I know. You're really good at this. See, definitely <laughs> get on the show, guys. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you.